everyone and welcome to the 26th episode of the Mini Gaming Union podcast for Tuesday, July 26th. I'm your host Chloe and I'm here with Daryl. Hi. Lauren. Hey guys. And Colin. Greetings and salutations. As always, the same old mm-hmm. team. As always. How's it going everyone? Not all right. bad. Yeah. Don't all Guess sound too excited. <laughs> it's going to be a quiet one. We're all sounding very well, serene. It's... Yeah, it's going to be a pretty down episode. Got some moaning to do, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of moaning stuff and to complain ranting. about. Not so I, I think it's more just depressive sort of uh, than proper fan rage. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I, that's just I think me. when it comes to this certain company it could possibly be proper fan rage. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say fan rage is a very apt term. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll I'll um, let you all know what the topics are in this show after I introduce you all to Minig Up, which is our community show for the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series and the Gaming Union forums. So this show, um, as always, we start things off with community responses for, uh, to last week's... I always say last week's... to the last episode. Then we move on to our main topic, which this episode is about digital distribution, which is probably annoying a lot of people at the moment. I know Daryl has quite a few opinions on it. It's not just annoying me at the moment. <laughs> it's always <laughs> annoying you. It's doing more than just annoying people. Yeah. Uh-huh. And on that same thread, our forum topic is about fan rage at Capcom. Um, for, for Bit many, of... Um, many evil things which they're yeah. doing. But one in particular in to do with Mega Man. And Controversial. Yes. Some would say. Seems to be and their nickname in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and our question segment, which is um, to do with co-op during story mode. So yeah, it's another show full of stuff. Stuff. Very engaging. If I was listening right to this here. right now, yeah, I would be thinking, "Wow, this show is so exciting." I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind everyone, FF and KH Union has a new show every Tuesday. The series includes three different shows that follow our weekly release cycle of Kingdom Hearts Union with Lauren, Final Fantasy Union with Daryl and myself on Minigup. This podcast is produced by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com and comes out on iTunes and the Gaming Union Network. And we just want to give a quick thank you to um, one of our forum moderators, Bayhan, for picking out our threads and so forth being an alright an um, all right all person, right just an all right an person. All right person. He has to work harder to level up to a pretty rad person. We love uh-huh. you. Bear. How much more experience points does he need? I don't know. I have I to check know. his profile later. So we have an announcement from the site. Colin, do you want to take this? Okay. Before we get on with with, with this episode, we are hosting a fan art competition uh, with Nice America, and it's for Bleach Soul Resurrection, which is coming out on August second. So all you need to do is. If you're creative, you like to draw, uh, you can draw a fan art of Bleach. Send it in through Twitter in the comments section or at our email address, contest at gamingunion.net, by July 31st. You can submit up, up to three fan arts, and we will pick the best one as the winner. And the winner gets a copy of the game with vouchers to redeem three episodes from the anime series. For now. And this is for North Americans only. At the and moment. When we say North America, that means both US and Canada. That's why I'm saying North America and not America. Well, some people think North America is just the US. <laughs> Hopefully not anyone that lives in North America. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing <laughs> all of the awesome Bleach fan work that you but guys yes, we'll, are going to send in. 
Don't uh, we will be doing one for yet. Europe as well, so don't freak out yet. <laughs> yet, yeah, yet, <laughs> exactly. I want to see some some Rukia Ichigo action going on. Whoa, whoa. Well, not that, that not that much. Just okay. a little bit. Well, you just, just You just need to know that the Bleach fandom can be quite imaginative. <laughs> Before we dive too far yeah, so into people's imaginations. <laughs> um, Okay, so our first section on this show is community responses, as always. If we want your responses to anything we talk about on this episode on the next show, then look for the thread for this podcast on the Gaming Union forums in the podcast section and hit that add reply button. Um, last week's topic is a topic close to my heart, Uncharted 3. Um, like a lot of other people, we were all into the uh, beta, which closed last week. It made me sad. Mm, sad panda face. Sad face, sad yeah. face. Yeah, we have. Well, we did get start playing Uncharted two Love. again. Love. Uh, I've been um, reading up on um, Comic Con, the Uncharted three panel. <gasps> so much winning. Oh my gosh! So Adam Hughes poster. Now. That looks mm-hmm. amazing. I want one. Uh, it, uh, I'm so happy at the moment through Comic Con. Anyway, on to the Indeed, response. Um, the conversation sort of segued off onto talking about um, the um, taunts and basically. Nice, nice to know. <laughs> to me. And so we got we've grabbed this um, comment by the Fenrir who said, "Pumping doesn't only serve as teabagging. I use the pump action to point in a direction all the time in co-op in Uncharted 2. It doesn't work all the time, but it works." <laughs> I'm to take your word for that. It well. You know, when you pump, you pump in a certain direction and people just follow, I guess. I just like the way he says it. Sixty, It's like 66% of the time. <laughs> Recommended by the Fenrir. Yeah, oh, and sort um, of in response to that, Nick wrote uh, an article on the evolution yeah, of teabagging. That's up on the a site. Very good read. And yep, you, yeah, you can check that out on the site. And just so you know, it does not come from dunking teabags no, into your this is tea. This is a family show. We're not getting into that. <laughs> no, no. no. You can, you can moving on to yourself. our main topic of this show, we're going to talk about digital distribution dissension. Mm. Sounds like a video. It game should be. Title. That it could, be could very well be you one that involves a, your money. Fight against Triple D. The, well, that'll be three D, won't it? And then we're getting <laughs> into Kingdom Hearts. Digital right? distribution <laughs> dissension in three D. Kingdom Hearts digital distribution. Say it ten times really fast. Vomit. So shall we explain what the actual problem yeah, here you is? Go, you go yeah. ahead, Daryl, because you have plenty problems oh, wait, with wait. digital so distribution. There are many things I could be talking about here. What do you want me to focus on specifically? Because my okay, but is... no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's against Steam. But yeah, we are talking about uh, the recent news about EA and their store origin and their terms of service saying that if a user does not log into origin f- for more than 24 months and they might have their games taken away from them so you could buy the product mm-hmm. and they can just say no you don't anymore sorry yeah it's if you're inactive for 24 months or longer they do not guarantee your ownership of what you pay for so basically what they're saying is that you're only renting it or you're licensing yeah. it mm-hmm. pretty much well, so long as you log in every 24 months. But why should good. you have to log in? It's like if you buy a game from a shop, it's yours. But, uh, it's not like you go back to the shop every exactly. 24 exactly. months. I still want this like, game. Hey, yeah. hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, still here. 
And that, that's exactly what Eskimo Key from the forums did. He said, I am still against this. It's the perfect example of why digital distribution could go wrong. Can't take away something that I have in my hand. This is the wrong way to handle your online service. And this is quite interesting. Plus, I think the other thing oh, is that... Well, the other thing is that it kind of um, shows how far companies are willing to go to stop dig- uh, to stop used game sales because digital distribution takes yeah. away used game sales completely. Like, you can't mm-hmm. sell something yeah. that you don't physically own. Yeah. And, uh, well, obviously you can in World of Warcraft, but that's that's beside the point. I'm sure people yeah. will find ways to do it, just like they do find ways to sell online gold and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you buy a game... You can always just go down. You can sell it to your friend. You know, you can. It doesn't have to be to a, a used game shop. It doesn't have to be to a GameStop or whatever. If you wanted to sell it to your friend, you can sell it if you wanted to. If you got a digital distribution mm-hmm. code, the only thing you can do is just give him your account login details, which no. I don't think many people are going to do. Yeah, I feel like this is going to hurt hurt the industry more than it's going to help it because what are you going to do when you get stuck with a game that you absolutely hate? Like you can't just return it. That's like, not entirely true because people... with with Steam you can return you can return the games you buy. But uh, as for taking away from the industry, used game game sales don't give anything back to the developers they don't or give the publishers. Back, they don't give anything back. But would people be as willing to try out new IPs? Exactly. I think that's the thing. Like you know, a lot of people. Well, I mean, you look you look at you look look at the recent story with uh, Zboid Games. They made more revenue on Steam in a week than they did on Xbox Live Indie in a year and a half. Yeah, but that they're both digital distribution services, so I'm not sure what your point was there. Well, no, one is for consoles, but the other so, one is for PC. Yeah, but they're, they're still download only, both of them. I think well, I'm just saying that Steam is a much more viable I platform. think there are definitely places that, yeah, are, still distribution. that, that are of more likely to give you a better deal for what you're buying. Because I, I don't know, Lauren's, when I think of... I think what Lauren was trying to say is that if you if you don't have the option to like just kind of pawn it off on someone if you don't want it, then you're going to be more frugal about what you actually spend your money on. Steam yeah. and stuff make the the products cheaper, but it's still that's for PC games. PC games are cheaper anyway. If you go into a shop, you don't have to pay as much for a PC game as you do a console game. And console games are going down the the road of digital distribution as well because Xbox have games on demand. It's not. Like I feel like with Steam though, because there's like such a huge focus on their store, it feels like they're not cutting themselves in half. So it's that you know the sole basis of their sales are on Steam. Whereas when you get places like EA and stuff like that that are trying to sort of hack their way into digital distribution, you'll think I just feel like I don't trust them so much. Like they're um, just just trying to get that part of the audience as well, but I don't feel like they're going to support their games for as long as games on Steam will be. Yeah, they're just yeah. trying to yeah. make well, more money because if they sell their games in shops and stuff, then they have they only get a cut. If they sell their games online through their own service, then they make exactly. all the revenue. Yeah. And I well, one guy, one destiny on the site says, "Awesome! Now publishers are trying to force their companies." customers to be on their sites hopefully activision doesn't pull the same thing with call of duty elite yeah this is another thing which is really rubbish about the whole thing is they're making it impossible to get their games anywhere else because if every every company starts up their own one then you'll you'll have to juggle a certain amount of counts and stuff just if you want to get to the point really if if it if it continues down this road 
that retailers won't exist because publishers yeah. won't sell their games in them. Like if if EA could make a, a platform that's as popular as Steam, why would they need to sell dig, uh, yeah. physical copies anymore? Exactly. They're ruining Well, that's the economy. thing. Will Origin be available on Xbox Live? Will it be available on PlayStation Network? Or is it just exclusive to the PC to the PC audience? Because if that's the case, then will console games go digi- digital all the way as well? Because console games right, no- right now are being sold on Xbox Live and PSN, not on the company's own platform. Well, the thing that sucks about that is um, if you're in my position where PSN actually doesn't even like support my um, debit card mm. for some reason. So like, I really want to buy um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I've wanted to buy it since I've had a PlayStation 3. And yet, when PSN came back on, it wouldn't recognize my credit card. Well, you can't so, buy like, cards. It- but it is more than just walking into a shop and handing over your money. Yeah, I mean, especially because like I'd rather if, if it's there. No, well, that that's yeah. why I I don't think that retail retail box bo- box packages are going to go You know, away. especially when so many gamers are too there, young. There will to always be, be retail. able to purchase stuff online, or you know, without per- s- permission. I, I'm going to have to kind of say something here that counters that a bit, Colin. You're saying that they're always going to be there. What happened to Blockbuster? Exactly. That's what exactly what I was thinking. Like Blockbuster was a major, major company way back when. Oh, let me ask you: Is on live, is on live going to snuff out retail retail games? Do you think it's not, it nece- will? It's not necessarily on live though, because like no, I'm just using on live as a, as an example. Since on live is pretty much parallel to Steam. I mean, not to Steam to to Netflix. It is, but. The only reason that that isn't doing what it is because no one's really supporting it right now. Like they have a ton of people that are using it, but look at what the Sony tried to do with the PSP Go. They were clearly testing that out. Now, if if they in the future decide like PS4 whatever, and maybe they have some kind of agreement with Microsoft where it goes digital only, then re- the consumers don't have a choice. Another um, example worth noting is um, in. Our country, we have um, Borders, which is a pretty popular bookstore mm-hmm. chain, and um, they are losing. They are completely they go bankrupt, and are yeah. and they are closing because of because Amazon. Because of Amazon and Kindle and Nook and stuff like that, and I'm pretty sure that other other <laughs> bookstores are going to go with it. So it's just it's poisonous. Personally, I do not think that retail is going to go away because when you consider that the games are this massive I mean, I mean you look at AT&T and Verizon they've already switched to usage based business models they're not doing unlimited bandwidth anymore that's not to say it's going to change though and it depends which country you're in uh, I mean Canada seems to be very restrictive but that's pretty much the only and I think that will is. change um, in the same mm. way as you know business models towards um, distributing content over the internet changes that they'll have to because there'll just be no way for people to browse the internet otherwise I mean imagine like so people just won't use it at all yeah I think also sad sad times (laughs) I also thought um, when people don't own the games anymore I mean I still own like my Nintendo entertainment system but you know in like 10 years Mm -hmm. time if we've all got all, all of our games online and inevitably some of these servers and um, support for these games is going to disappear. So, in ten years' time, when I want, you know, want to fire up 
whatever game am I still going to be able to play these games which I have bought with like my money just because I don't have the physical copy anymore you know my NES still works I can still play any of the games which I bought however many years ago if they're all if they're all just downloaded yeah, we can't yeah, be I mean, sure that like PC games work. already have that kind of thing already, like um, because operating systems update, things aren't necessarily compatible anymore. Yeah. Well, here's another crazy thought: Will we reach a point where we might not even have disc trays in our consoles anymore? That's that's sure entirely possible we'll because if flash memory keeps expanding. We m- mm. we might not have any n- need for discs anymore. We could just stick a memory stick into the into the console. Well, that's what the uh, the handhelds are doing now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. In terms of handhelds, like, is it a more viable um, way to put games on a handheld console? You know, because it's so much easier than carrying like discs or cartridges around. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier. It's a lot cards. more portable, mm-hmm. for sure. But Handheld games are also usually a lot smaller in capacity compared to the ones on like PS3 or Xbox 360. I just worry about I just worry about the careers of those people. Like you just think of how many people are working in these game shops and working uh, in bookstores, working in movie stores, and well, they might not have a job. It's just one of those things. Like you know, just because jobs are being lost in one area doesn't mean they're not going to be made in another one. Like you That's know, true, re- OnLive has to have employees, for example, and OnLive isn't the only system out there. And these companies have just cropped up nowhere. So, sure, it's not yeah. the same amount of employees as the entire na- nationwide chain has, but that nationwide chain is not going to suddenly just give up the goat. It feels like they're yeah. losing a lot of like uh, specialization, though, when everything is sort of unpersonal, you know, impersonal and online and stuff. It's not like you go into a movie store and like. You, you rent out whatever like movies or films or movies and films are the same thing movies or games that you like and you know you get you get <laughs> like a um, you know a backlog of all these games that you've tried and if you go into there enough then employees mm. are going to like recommend stuff to you you're not going to get that online other than yeah. you know what the yeah, you, do. you get these algorithms that say oh you downloaded this yeah. game maybe you should try yeah, this but one. you know how but they're not necessarily you may like this game as well accurate. Other customers who bought this game also bought this game. It's not the same, is it? But you just develop a hint, relationship. Hint, nudge, nudge. You, you develop a relationship with the people, with the workers there, if they recognize you, where you can trust them. Well, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I had a... Because I used to buy games so frequently, I basically... There was a local game shop, and I basically struck a deal with them that if I bought a game back within a month, they would give me the full price back, and I could just trade it for another game. See, you won't get that. <laughs> online no. no well zero says it's good to know that i'm not the only one in this world who see clearly sees the folly of digital distribution while it is a nice option to have i've always felt that it should remain just that an option this is why i've always supported physical media because it is reliable in terms of still being there two years after not playing it that's true it's even 20 years 30 years yeah that yeah. is like unless you lose it but that then it would just be your fault <laughs> Or it breaks. <laughs> yeah, oh, it breaks. Yeah. Well, see, my PS1, the, the disc holding thing, broke, and I taped it back together. It still works perfectly fine. Ah, oh, the robust <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah, they don't build I still them have like mine. It's in my drawer. 
It's so cute. I love it. <laughs> so we're all for sticking with our discs then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 the same kind of thing. Like you know, your PS2 breaks. You can attribute that to what happens if Steam suddenly disappears. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Oh what gosh. actually would happen? Like how many people would have lost all their games? What if they got hacked? You guys would be pissed. Well, just look at PlayStation Network. Yeah. If that happened, yeah, but, yeah, but not all of your games are on PlayStation yeah. Network. And you didn't really lose anything from that. I don't think anyone really. Yeah, but uh, imagine. That. No, but that is an example of, of what could possibly happen. Because of the sort of people that use Steam, under the same um, restrictions which PSN had earlier this year. I wonder what they're working. Yeah, I mean, what the PlayStation Network thing. If your PlayStation died during the PlayStation Network outage, you couldn't play any of your downloadable games because you couldn't re-download them. Yeah. And if it stayed down, you'd just never have them again. Wow. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to our next topic, which is our forum thread, which this episode is from Zero, which is in the current gaming chat section, and it was called What Capcom Can Do to Appease Fans. And um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go in here cold and read out, his, um, read out how he started his thread. Um, I have, over the past few days become disenchanted with Capcom. This is due to their recent attitude towards the Mega Man franchise. I've since removed my SIG, um, his signature used to have zero in it, I believe, um, thus removing any support for Capcom I may have shown, and I will soon be removing any Capcom games from my collection. Can anybody here guess what he may be fully um, talking about? You know, I'm guessing that he is in some way a Mega Man fan. That might... this. This this might have something to do with the fact that Capcom basically cancelled Mega Man Legends three, which fans had been waiting for for so long. Yeah, and, and they, they say it was it because there the was fans. not enough fan participation. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Which is. Well, I don't fully know what happened, but the gist I get is that Capcom set up this thing called Dev Rooms, and basically mm-hmm. because they didn't have full developmental resources, especially since Itagaki just left. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, is it, no, it's not Itagaki. Inafune. Inafune. Itagaki Inafune is just team, left. Ni- team Ninja. Or was Whatever. Team Ninja. I corrected myself. <laughs> I need your approval or assistance. Thank you. Right. He just left. He, he was Mr. Mega Man. And Capcom, as far as I can aware, weren't giving the game full resources. So they did this thing called Dev Rooms where the fans could like basically help develop the game and have proper direct input. So this is causing a lot of frustration for fans because Capcom said that not not enough people got involved. But a lot of fans are saying, "Why should we have to?" Because yeah. we're making we're then making the game for you, and it's not like we're going to see any revenue out of it. So we're making we're doing your job, and you're making all the money. So everybody is really unhappy about that. And um, yes, and Zero is uh, making this thread to try and uh, figure out what Capcom could actually do to make up um, what they've now come I'd, up saying. Capcom have been on the downward slope for a while. Probably shouldn't really say that, but you know, like if you j- all all you have to do, like we wrote we wrote an article um, like a month or two ago because when Inafune left, he basically said Capcom are one hundred percent money driven. That's all they care about, mm-hmm. and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that for a company. But you've got to at least have some kind of 
you know we want to be doing this as opposed to we just care about making money yeah and he came out and said that if you look at capcom's games 80 percent of everything they make is a sequel and only 20 percent is brand new stuff and if you think about how many games they actually make that is a lot of rehashes sequels remakes whatever just look at all the resident Mm -hmm. evils that are coming out yeah and they're and the the thing is though they're not even good they're just slapping a resident evil name on it and saying yeah it's a resident evil game buy it I was trying to think earlier. I, d- like I don't think I actually own, apart from Monster Hunter on my PSP, I don't think I actually own any other Capcom games. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I own Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, and I think that is pretty much the only Capcom game I own. Mm-hmm. I, I don't c- own any Capcom I've traded in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And the Capcom just announced Ultimate Yeah, you, well, you can just buy Ultimate Capcom Edition now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just spend an additional thirty nine ninety nine on the same game with extra characters. So what can they do to win a getting It's getting pretty... I think they actually just need to... You know, it's the, the Japanese companies are kind of losing their identity a bit and, and Capcom have been very much about just spamming their franchises and maximising their profits. I think they really need to actually show the fans they care. Mm-hmm. New IPs? Because they have not been doing that. Well, maybe it's not just new IPs. Maybe they need to show that their old IPs actually can do something. Yeah. Because Resident Evil, Resident Evil Four was great, mm. but it wasn't Resident Evil as such. A lot of people didn't mind because it was still a good game. But Resident Evil Five was just a third-person shooter that was very poorly made. Yeah. And then they started doing like Resident Evil Five Gold Edition. There was a controversy about the DLC, like you have to pay for it to unlock the modes that were already on the disc. No, you have Operation Raccoon City, which is being developed by Slant Six in Vancouver. W- which doesn't really look that great either. No, it just looks like your standard third-person shooter with zombies. And then you've got like the 3DS game, which just came out, like Mercenaries, which is just the modes from Resident Evil 4 and 5, but put on a portable system in 3D. It's just... Street Fighter, like, they ran that into the ground, brought it back with Well, they do have Street Fighter Cross Tekken. How much you want to bet they're going to have a super Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Well, nine months, uh, oh, nine months down the road, I think I think people are finally getting fed up because Street Fighter well, just Street Fighter ran to the ground because they were just doing too much. Like how many? Street I think Fighter the thing was how many uh, Street Fighter threes are there? Street Fighter and Cross Street Fighter Cross Tekken. The the guys that are doing it. Oh no, he 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 actually cares about the franchise. He cares mm. about the franchise, but he still has to do what he's told. It's not his decision whether they make a, an ultimate edition or whatever. He just has to make the game. No, but there is a difference when you have someone that cares about the game as opposed to just following orders. Yeah, but the point is that he's in charge of Street Fighter 4, yet we've already had four versions of Street Fighter 4 in, like, three years. Do you think that was his decision? Do you think that's something he would want to do? No, that was clearly Capcom's decision. Exactly. Well, I'm just saying, so Street Fighter 4 was not a bad game, and neither was yeah, Street Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah, Street Fighter 4 wasn't a bad game, but Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 4 was basically just Street Fighter 4 again, and Ultimate, well no, Arcade, the Arcade Edition, which just came out, is basically the same thing again. Bah. They're not even doing as much as they did with the old Street Fighter games. Perhaps they just don't have any um, creative minds there that are actually putting forward anything that they want to go with. Perhaps any ideas that they're coming up with are just deemed too risky to go with. Because, I mean, that's a problem that well, lots of developers have problems with. Well, that's the thing that Inafune said. Like, Dead Rising and Lost Planet didn't pass their criteria for being a new IP. Mm-hmm. And he developed them behind 
the backs of the senior people. So if he well, hadn't done that, turn out to be pretty yeah, decent. We wouldn't even have those games if it wasn't for Inafune's like just basically. If if they hadn't turned out, he would have been fired, and they would have taken him to court and fleeced yeah. him. So and and most of the creative talent left because Capcom wouldn't support them, as far as I'm yeah. aware, because they used to work for Capcom. They then made Clover Studios and had a publishing deal with Capcom. They made like God Hand, Okami, and Beautiful Joe. As, as Clover Studios and then Capcom closed Clover Studios down so it's like you know you have the, they've gone on to make Platinum Games which have, have made some really successful games for Sega it's almost like they're driving away their best people I don't know why Why would they what are they trying to achieve are they just really trying to make as much money for as little work as possible you know a little work on new ideas as possible I just think that they're so scared because mm. they can clearly see the Japanese industry is kind of falling apart, mm. and they're they're really scared about like not being able to 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 compete anymore. So yeah, I think they're pretty much just trying to make as much money as they can, and if that means that they yeah. have to destroy their franchises, they have to destroy their franchises. But surely they can see the lack of longevity and in that. I think mm. at the moment they're just trying to keep going yeah. in general, because they're 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 worried about you know if they invest. X amount to make a ton of new games, and there's no guarantee that any of them will sell. What happens if they, What happens if in that scenario? I mean, even then, you look, you look at they have Dragon's Dogma and they have Asura's Wrath that's coming out. Yeah, and these are and yeah. these are like two of the only new IPs that they've released on the. Yeah, PC Capcom. What Capcom needs to do is actually either focus on their existing franchise and not, you know, pimp them out so much, but spend a couple of years on one game. Or focus on new IPs that could potentially sell. You just need that good bit. You just need that good balance. It's something that, like yeah. the right now, it's really kind of imbalanced and leaning over to the side of, of milking the cow. Yeah, yeah. I think they've been doing that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like some of these Japanese companies just have no idea what else to do other than milk the cow. Because it's like you think, why are they doing it? Because they have these franchises these franchises had to come into existence at some point and if they hadn't taken the risk at that time they wouldn't even have a street fire they wouldn't have resident evil how do they not see that like you know you've got to actually you can't just keep driving on with one thing like they have they're they're fortunate they have like a few decent franchises that they can do like mega man resident evil street fighter like phoenix Wright. but there has to come a point when you have to have new products they have to there has to be the chance to create a new franchise you look at like um, Sony, for example, and Nintendo. Like, they have the stalwart franchises, but they're always trying to make new ones. And if those new ones can go on to something more, then they go on to something more. If they can't, then they let them rest for a while. Like Nintendo, while they do pimp Mario out to the extreme, it's not the same Mario game every single time. For a start, yeah, yeah. The- like the main Mario series is almost a different game every time. And the the, the sub Mario games that are made are still really good games. Like Mario Party is an amazing game. Pretty much all the sports and games saw, are really well made. You saw the excitement with regards to Luigi's Mansion, even, and that's like exactly completely different. But then they have other things like they do Pikmin, which was a really small mm. game but managed to get a massive following. But then they've got like the Metroid franchise, which how long was that dormant for? 
Super Metroid through to I mean there was one on the Game Boy Advance but it was pretty much that until Metroid Prime when they re-envisioned the entire thing yeah they've got Zelda which you know they did the DS that the handheld ones which are um, quite different experiences completely different visual style as well exactly Mm But they're always like adding new ones. Like Donkey Kong just kind of made a reappearance. He'd gone been gone for ages. Like Kirby. Kirby's back. Yeah, Kirby. Yeah, Kid mm-hmm. Icarus as well. Just suddenly mm-hmm. like brought back that they, they hadn't done him for a and like Lauren said, Luigi's time. Mansion. Yeah, but who's to say that the, that's like not the start of them beginning to rehash all of their IPs? I don't think they need to because they have so many. Like. They can do. They're they're one company, but they can actually do a game like Super Smash Brothers and still have loads of characters they've missed yeah. out. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, wasn't there an article a while ago how Nintendo's saying that pretty much they want to get the new developers in? Um, yeah, Miyamoto's been basically taking a backseat and letting exactly. new people come in and let new people have ideas. So that's kind of like I think that's kind of where they're going now. Is that he's kind of stepping back and they're, he's giving them full reign, pretty much. So I think that's that's the direction they're going in. They're not kind of hanging on to for dear life on the IPs and going to rehash them. They're just going to do yeah. their thing. I mean, there's always going to be a point when a franchise gets boring. And Nintendo, yeah. for me, have always been the company... As much as I am not the biggest Nintendo fan, <laughs> they are the company that realizes when it's time to give it a rest. Yeah. yeah like, definitely. they don't just keep pumping out a game. Like, you know, they could pump out Mario, the, the main Mario games, like, every single time. Like, Mario Kart, there's usually only one per console. Yeah. And it's also always really good as well. Yeah. I mean, if they were, if, you know, it, look at the Mario, Mario Kart, and compare that to Call of Duty. Mario Kart still sells a bucket load, but they release one mm. a console, and they've managed to keep Which that also, going since the SNES. Yeah, and it's still Which just also, as popular. I know it's it's so amazing what they can do with that because like Nintendo has gone through so many consoles so far that they are able to make it seem like it's a brand new game every time you play. It's like, Mario Kart. Do you think that Activision can keep? Call of Duty going for twenty years at the rate they are right now because I don't really. I see think they try if they don't do something different with Modern Warfare Three. They they're already on a on on a downhill hill slope. It's still going to set a ton, mm-hmm. but like, oh as soon, definitely, as soon as people are going to get tired of it eventually. Yeah, and but and if if it continues the way it is, if Battlefield Three does actually manage to make inroads in and kind of dent Modern Warfare sales a bit. They're going to start to lose some fans. The, the Call of Duty bandwagon might start to slow down a little bit. Everybody, well, everybody would jump like, over to the Battlefield bandwagon. What's their backup bandwagon? Even if you just like look at the response it got from E3, I mean, Modern Warfare 3 was just... It really took a backseat to Battlefield 3. Like, Battlefield 3 was the, the shooter game to see. I and mean, what 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 other IPs does Activision have? They have Prototype Two. Prototype Two and Call of Duty. That was pretty much what they showed. Yeah. Spyro. They, oh, they have they Spyro. They're not Skylanders doing any more Guitar Hero. They yeah. finally gave up Guitar they Hero. Guitar because Hero. it's because they had to give up in Guitar Hero that, because that, they killed that's it. A, yeah, that's a good example. They, they spammed it like crazy. 
no, there, there was, was, just, like nothing, there was just nothing new about it other, there was, other think, than new songs. I think last year there were seven Guitar Hero and Rock Band games released wow. or something stupid. Or like Band yeah. Hero and like all of the heroes. It was just ridiculous. And I think this is one of the reasons why like Sony and Nintendo are, are able to carry on doing what they're doing. Microsoft kind of mm-hmm. because, you know, they've, they don't do as much, but they're a lot newer. Um, you know, they did mm-hmm. create Halo, which... I think many would consider to be a pretty good coup mm-hmm. for them. And Gears of War, like the franchises they have are solid. They've kind of shot themselves in the foot by losing all their internal developers, but they still have those franchises there. And they're kind of running yeah. the risk as well a bit. With uh, But they're, they're kind of playing it smart. Like they want to release a Halo game every year, but Halo 4, there's no rush really. Because I mean, got you, the had Halo Halo and then you had Halo ODST and then you had Halo Reach, which were different sides yeah. to the story. Yeah, and they, they, just, they need wars. to keep a better tabs on their um, on what gets released at their press. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a problem everyone's having. <laughs> but I mean, Sony, Sony was they don't they don't exploit the franchises that they have. Yeah, like they generally try to make new IPs. Like Uncharted has turned out to be one of the biggest IPs of this generation. Didn't exist before this generation. Yeah. How many? How many? Like if. You, Honestly, if, whenever I think of Sony franchises, I always kind of struggle because quite a lot of them are big, but they're not massive. But they're always there helping Sony move along. Yeah. Like God of War is a massive Sony's franchise, kind of like but it's not the... a massive seller. Like Twisted Metal is a Sony big franchise, not a massive like seller. The Tony Stark of like of like the video games. Tony industry. Stark. Like here's. Here's the PS3. I'm slick. I'm hot. I'm cool. You would need two jobs to buy this system. (laughs) Yeah. You'll want to have two jobs. That was the thing. Yes. I don't know what Xbox 360 would be. We have to think of somebody for Xbox 360. But anyway, that was completely random. Yeah. So, (laughs) basically, what Capcom need to do is to... um, Stop being pansies. Basically. And also stop being being so arrogant about what you're doing. The whole thing here as well is that it kind of kicked off on Twitter because the European account were basically blaming everyone and like people Mm. were just saying, you are ruining yourselves. And they were just like, thanks for the advice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's not a way. That Twitter thing, they were like master trolls. Yeah, I was like, someone said, hey, I just wanted to tweet and tell you that I'm going to boycott your crappy-ass company from now on, have fun filling it, Devil May Cry, and they just said, thank you for your feedback. That's just, that's not acknowledging the feedback at all. No, that's just saying, yeah, we know what we're doing, and you guys... It's almost like they they don't even need a PR manager, they just have, like, an automatic reply. Yeah, I mean, they they started trying to to say that um, the reason they haven't, Ever, they haven't done a proper statement about the Mega Man Legends cancellation is because um, they wanted to reply to fans individually. Which they're not doing. But then they were saying that, yeah, well they are, but they're doing a very yeah. bad job of it. But then they said that the reason why people are getting, uh, like, everyone's in a hissy fit is because, no, it's not their fault, it's the fact that they only had 140 characters to use to explain the situation. Oh, then do a, pre- <laughs> do a proper release. Well, you know, yeah. Oh. You know what? Do a press release. It's kind of funny, though. It's kind of funny, though. They're milking all of these other series, but when they finally have Mega Man Legends 3, like, in order to release... They don't. They decide yeah. not to. Re- they decide one of the main things that people I mean, really want. Like this is something that people obviously want. They don't even have to do it internally. Like, like the CEO of 
Cyber Connect yeah, 2. Yeah, companies. Like, w- yeah. what has said that he would like to do Mega Man Legends 3? Give it to him! Mm. I'm pretty certain <laughs> that he can do a very good job of it. I sure. mean, the, like, the, the fan base is there. But, like, they want the game. They probably aren't that fussy. Exactly. So long as it's a good game, they probably aren't fussy with how it gets done. I mean, even if I mean, the review scores the don't are pretty mediocre, that doesn't mean that this game isn't going to sell. And they also probably want to know what the heck is going to happen to Mega Man and if he's going to be saved from the asylum that he's stuck in currently, well, which yeah, is since where Inferno's it was left, left off in the second kind of, one. Since Inferno's <laughs> left, Mega Man's just kind of taken a back seat with everything. He wasn't even in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. No, which is ridiculous. Why are they treating Mega Man this way? I think it's probably a good thing, to be honest, because Mega Man has been exploited probably more than any other character in gaming history aside from Mario. (laughs) Now now, now it's Resident Evil's turn to get exploited. I think there's like 60 or 70 Mega Man games. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But still, people obviously want it. Yeah, they still want it. They love him. They love Mega Man. Yeah. Big man. So let's take this back to the thread on the forums about um, what you guys think Capcom should do in order to make it up to all the fans. I, I already said, stop being panicked. <laughs> yeah. Hand Mega Man Legends 3 to Cyber Connect 2. <laughs> make some new games. And give are... me Monster Hunter Portable 3rd. <laughs> oh, Colin, don't do that. New Man. games. We want new games. It's been out in Japan for like one year. That the new games have to be good and you know what if final fantasy can I do it when they were almost bankrupt you can do it too i Maybe think asura's need i think asura's wrath and dragon's dogma are a good a step in, the, in a good step in the right direction asura's wrath maybe dragon's dogma not so much yeah i didn't really like dragon's dogma and that's why capcom's afraid of doing new ip yeah but it's because not because of that attitude the attitude is there because the <laughs> game isn't very good it's not awful the game is if they Crap, want, if, if they want to make a new IP, they actually have to commit and make it good. If they can't do that, then yeah. they're probably who's to say Dragon's Dark Mall won't be good? It's not out until next year. It's not out until next year, and if they actually make it but better, but we got not... to play it at yeah. E3. It's it's for, I it's played for through them, the entire demo at E3. It's for them to convince us to buy it. You can't just say that it's our fault for not liking what they're doing. It's their, their job, their entertainment. They're the ones that are supposed to make us feel good about playing their product. If they want to improve Dragon's Dogma, get rid of the slow motion thing that happens every five seconds on that <laughs> game. Get rid of the voice acting, the crappy voice acting that happens every five seconds during the, the game. Make the production value actually seem worthwhile. And I don't care about um, excuses about it's not for another year because they obviously felt it was good enough to show. Yeah, like... <laughs> there's There are already a ton of things that I noticed about that game that I was just kind of like I do not ever want to buy this <sighs> but that's just me yeah, that, is, that is just you I'd like to keep a more open minded <laughs> approach I am <laughs> I know maybe they will improve it <laughs> I'm t- I'm just the down. Colin's now just sulking somewhere he's just like what are you talking about I'm, I'm trying not to rage quit right now <laughs> What are you gonna? What are you oh, rage no. quitting about, though? The whole point is that. No, I'm just saying that there's no reason why Dragon's Dogma cannot be improved. I would should I should hope so that they would improve it. From yeah, I'm just saying what? that it's going to be a tough from job. The build that they and had I should hope E3. that they take my advice. I should hope they take my advice. And I should about hope that, I that, like that, that not so many people would try say that they don't want to buy it based on the demo. But 
That's the thing. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to show something off, show it off when it's in its best thing. Don't, you know, if you're really pushing us to buy an IP, a new IP, you got to flaunt it and sell it, not half-ass it, you know? That's my whole thing about it. If you're if you're going to if you're going to release it and show it off, why show it off when it's kind of Perhaps meh. that's the the um style of production which they prefer. They just prefer being half-assed about everything. So they just continue rehashing old games. Yeah. Truth. Oh, I think we had more than enough talk about yeah, that. Yes, so apologies if anyone is a Diablo <laughs> fan and we've just destroyed we, your we entire yeah, we just hate mail. Although Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not hating on Capcom. I, I like a lot of what they've done in the past. I just think that at the moment they're not necessarily doing themselves any favours. Well, I think loads of people have more than enough suggestions of how they can fix things. It's just a question of whether they're actually going to listen to anybody else. Well, uh, according they to their Twitter, to the they fans. are taking all feedback in board. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, yeah. And they are thanking the fans for it as well. Yeah, if, if you want to help them, then go and tell them what they should do. So let's move on to our final segment of the show, which is our question segment. And this episode, we've got a question from Varnis, whose question was, what's your opinion on Ratchet and Clank all for one's co-op mode? Do you think it's a good idea to have a four-player co-op system in a story, or would you much rather prefer the classic one-player mode? What do you think? Um, is it worth pointing out that, in my opinion, this Ratchet and Clank game isn't a proper Ratchet and Clank game anyway? So it's not... That much, but in gen- well, according in, to the in guys general. at Insomniac, it's a return back to Ratchet's roots, as in being a fun family game. In general, uh, I don't know. Like as long as it doesn't detract from the story, what difference does it make whether you can have people play with you or not? Yeah, I think the thing the, the thing is that the story is built around the co-op. I, I mean, you've got a Ratchet Clan, Quark, and Nefarious thrown together, and that's the story. They have to escape from his maniacal contraptions. Yeah, but why can't they can still do that same game with AI, surely? Yeah, they are yeah. doing the same game with AI. Like They have drop-in, drop-out, so you can have one player playing with three AI, two with two AI, etc. Well, the thing I don't, the thing I don't like about um, those kind of games is that if they don't do the AI right, then you end up trying to play it one-player mode, and then you're just kind of like, great, I can't actually beat this because my AI yeah. is currently yeah, running I'd, into a wall. Yeah, I'd like to wall. think, though, that Insomniac are capable of making it so that isn't the case yeah yeah so so if they do it if they do it like that i have no problem with it and the dropout system of course that if they have a working dropout system that that's fine with me but i just feel it sounds like it's kind of like marvel ultimate um i I, I think that there should be more games like this because co-op co-op is the one thing that i enjoy a lot when it comes to multiplayer but do you think the the sole basis of a game should be on a co-op system. Why not? They're trying something new. I think they should go for, they should well, go for it. It's not even anything new. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance have, did this, and I'm sure that games have, did, did it before. Well, new in term, relative to the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Well, wouldn't you say, like, yeah. you know, there's, like, a uh, little big planet that's done it before, and what's the other one? Um, what's yeah, I mean, you look at little big planet, and it's built around co-op as well. Mm-hmm. Built on four player, but it's also, it's also, it's also got, like, you, you know, user-generated content built into it yeah and then um the new one um why can't i think of oh rayman rayman origins that one's all based on four player co-op as well so yeah i definitely think that the you know the co-op system can work if if it's 
designed specifically specifically for it, and I think Ratchet and Clank All for One is. I think just if it can work, if it can work both ways, I have no problem with it. Because sometimes I just don't feel like playing. I I feel like playing, getting like getting through it myself instead of calling pun the powers of. Yeah, I mean, like friends, and I think friends. The fact that it's four player doesn't really make a, dif- a difference. Like Resistance One had two player co op. Story the game was exactly the same if you played it with one person or with two people, mm-hmm. and I don't see why that would change if it was four people either. I think yeah. I just like a more defined margin between my one player and my multiple player. I mean, because like all Did of the you games not enjoy that being you... able to play single player with like the single player campaign with a friend. It depends, though, because. Because you know, um, you know, not to beat around the the whatever, um, Uncharted two, you can have co-op modes in that, and I play those, and they're they're fun, but I prefer the more open-ended deathmatch modes mm-hmm. with any yeah, of the those, multiplayer uh, that I play. Those co-op modes weren't built to be like the the single player. Though. The main story, they're not the main story. But they follow. I mean, you look at Resistance, you have the single player campaign, which is the story mode, and you can have two two players play it, and it's the exact same story. Perhaps it, perhaps it's just something that I'm unfamiliar with that I've never replayed. I mean, um, uh, you know, it's no secret that I'm not a big, the biggest fan of Little Big Planet. <laughs> you hate Little Big Planet. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's just my personal preference. I just prefer to have my my two different modes separate. I think it also kind of depends on the kind of household you live in. I mean, if you live in the, mm. with siblings who also enjoy gaming as much as you, mm. you you want co- to co-op with them. Yeah. Like local co-op, split-screen co-op. I guess that's the issue with yeah. being an only that child. That kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, with with like resistance, with, with resistance, resistance two, you had the co-op, mm-hmm. but it was eight-player co-op online, and it was detra- but they, you you had split-screen at the same time. Yeah, and also, I mean, the, the biggest one would probably be Halo. You can play every Halo game, single-player, no different, and mm-hmm. then you can yeah. play co-op, no different, it's the same thing. So you guys are you guys are saying that you which way would you prefer for a game such as Ratchet and Clank? It's exactly the same game either way. That's what we're saying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it I don't think it really makes it that big it of a difference. Doesn't change anything. No. no, there's just some games I- where they don't make it. They don't make it work. Like um, what was that? Ghostbusters, <laughs> the Ghostbusters game on um on PSN. Uh, I, I forget what the the subtitle is like. Sanctum of Slime. Sanctum of mm-hmm. Slime, that's it, thank you. Um, I tried to play through that game for a review, and um, I tried my very, very hard <laughs> tried your in hardest. order to get through it by myself with just my AI, and it was the most difficult thing ever, because they just kept dying, and I was just Yeah, well, that's, very, the, that's the difference sad. between games like Resistance and Halo, though, because mm-hmm. if there isn't an... In those games, if there isn't someone else playing in second player, you're just on it your own. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're just yeah. on your own. It, it's not like there's an AI person that takes over. Mm-hmm. I think with Ratchet and Clank, um, yeah, I'd like to think that Insomniac will be good enough to actually build the game so it works. Yeah. Because, you know, Ratchet and Clank is a kid's game, really. Like, it's a hardcore kid's game, so adults can enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be difficult. Sure. So they're not going to make it so that, like, people can't play it because the whole point is that they want people to have fun and if you can't if something breaks if you can't do it then it's not fun exactly so good on you Ratchet and Clank I think I think I'm gonna have to buy this title and see where, whether my opinion changes cause you I, I do that 
I don't yeah, know. you do that. <laughs> and I'll report and you know what? back. You buy it at a real ta- retailer, and if you don't like it... You return it <laughs> and get your money back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not something you I... could do if you bought it on the PlayStation Store. Exactly. Okay, I think that's more than enough for this show. How how I think that's a nice roundup. How I think that was a nice end to the show. You guys yeah. were all so positive towards the last topic. <laughs> and you weren't. Sorry. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so I'll Co-op, just round this up. Don't play with friends. Who are these <laughs> people? Aliens. Come on, four players. There's four of us right here. I'd rather be on my own. <laughs> don't worry, I won't shoot you off, Cliff. <laughs> yes, that happens too often. So I ran this show out by saying you can find Minigup in the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast feed, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, or you can download each separate episode directly from GamingUnion.net. Whilst you're there, sign up for our forums to join in the discussion. We regularly feature threads created by the community on the show, along with your comments, opinions and discussion, as you have already heard. We also have a section for asking our podcast stuff questions, so if you have anything you've ever wanted to know about from us, from our point of views, then feel free to ask us anything. No question is taboo. Although, well, some questions are taboo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're, taboo. we're just reflecting. We're just reflecting <laughs> If on we that. don't read it out, then it's a boo. <laughs> um, next Tuesday's episode will be Final Fantasy Union, and the next mini-gup will release on 16th of August. If there's any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know via any of the shows or on Twitter or the forums. Um, our Twitter feed is at Gaming Union, or one word, and we're also on Facebook. So, are you guys ready to say your goodbyes? Bye, everyone. Yes. Bye, good everyone. Day. I'm Chloe, and I'm saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and GamingUnion.net production. Bye.